When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, here we are, the final tour report of the 2021 PGA Tour season. And this week, it's the grand finale of the playoffs, the Tour Championship at Eastlake in Atlanta. I'm Diane Knox, and well, Steve Elkington is back after you were away gallivanting in New York last week. But we have you. And Jay Kaplan, we're going to let Jay come in for the entirety of the show again, since he did such a good job last week. Diane, you're gonna let me in. I keep you keep saying that week after week, like you're doing me a favor. I, I think I feel like I'm earning my way in. Elk, throw me a bone on this one. Well, the bone I'm gonna throw you, Jay, is normally we would scour over all kind of statistics for this week. We would look who's driving it good. We would look who's chipping good. All that is this. This is what I think of the stats this week. Because yesterday, my friends, Patrick Cantlay put a skewer through the FedEx Cup by winning, beating Bryson DeJumbeau in a, in a dramatic six-hole playoff. But the guy now has handicapped himself into this field in a very unusual way that I would like to discuss this week. I thought you were going to say he put a skewer through the heart of Bryson because really it kind of came down to that. We had an epic playoff. I think watching it, it was the best tournament that we have had the privilege of watching this season. I mean, we've had some great playoffs and, you know, I think back to um, Harris English and Kramer Hickok at the Travelers. It was like that on steroids. We had Cantley and Bryson and it was like pound for pound, what a battle. But Patrick Cantley, nerves of steel and the putting performance that we saw from him, Elk, is one of the greatest that we've maybe ever seen. Yeah, it was, it was a, you know, I don't want to go too deep into the contrast of style of play because let's face it, Cantley still hits the ball like 300 yards off the tee. And, you know, of course, Bryson was in full flight yesterday hitting these 350-yard drives. Sam and I were just laughing at one another when he was hitting these drives. But 
Bryson, the way it turned out, had lots of chances to win this tournament, was not able to capitalise in the putter. And on the same hand, Cantlay was able to make every putt coming down the stretch to stay in it until finally he got one chance on 18 to get in first and he did it and he flipped the scene, Diane. And it's it, it, honestly, it's changed everything because after all that, there was one thing exposed by Bryson Dejambeau's game and that is he's chipping and that is going to play into this week in our handicapping. It seemed like he had the chip yips. We saw him putting from off the green and when he was forced to chip, it was definitely the weakest part. I mean, it was highlighted very, very clearly. Jay, did you watch the epic playoff and what did you think of Cantley's rise to the top of the standings? I don't think it's surprising. The guy's a consistently really good player um, and Bryson just gets so hot. I mean, Friday, let's put it this way. If he can shoot 59 on Friday, which he had a chance to do, he wins by one. So you look back on Friday when he had a six-foot putt for that and he misses it. Now you catapult forward into the playoff. And you're right about the playoffs this year. Sometimes they can feel anticlimactic, these playoffs, right? But every playoff, it seems like, has had a lot of drama and a lot of holes. It's not like it's one and done. I mean, these are some epic playoff event uh extra time i look at it playoff events and it's been good it's been an entertaining season for sure so it's a good way to hopefully this will be a great tournament to cap it it usually is yeah i mean the gasps the uh, cantley's part on 18 in regulation the gasp <laughs> when he made it it really was entertaining to watch. We are going to talk about both of them again, but we are on to Eastlake for the Tour Championship. And, well, we're going to see the winner of the FedEx Cup. Now, we have to break this down a little bit. Um, people have maybe made comments about the fact that this has always been quite a convoluted, complicated structure, and the Tour have really tried to simplify it over the past couple of years. Whether that's for the better or not, everyone's got their own opinions on it. But Elk, we're starting the week on staggered scoring. So the guy who is number one, which is Patrick Cantley, he starts the week on 10 under par. I mean, we'll go into it and, and what the rest of the scores are, but... As a system in general, do you like this for the final event of the season? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I'm focused on just trying to explain it to you and everyone else today. As you just said, Patrick Cantlay was rewarded for all of his good play all year. He starts this week at minus 10 on the board. And the guy who just snuck in at the 30th plate, he starts on even par. So to make the whole thing a lot easier, I think I pretend that we're getting ready on Thursday to play round two of an event. It's a five-round event. Patrick Cantlay has shot 10 under the first day, Finau, eight, and so on down the list, and we'll go through it. And that's the way we're going to think about it. Okay, so I mean, if we look at the top of the leaderboard, so as we said, Cantley is number one in the FedEx Cup standings. He's starting on 10 under par. Tony Finau who's second in the standings, is starting eight under. Bryson's starting on seven under. John Ram on six under. And Cam Smith on five under. Then the rest of the field is divided up, starting on four under, three under, two under, one under. And then we have the guys on even par who are 
from number 26 to number 30 in the standings. Um, you know, looking at the bottom section of the leaderboard and knowing what the, those guys would have to do to get anywhere near the top, you almost think it's a foregone conclusion that the guys in the top section are going to win. However, we do have some guys in the past that we're going to talk about who have started lower down, who have made big moves to really get themselves into contention. Yeah, not a lot of them. You're going to highlight one in particular that's done very well on this course. But let's face it, I am going to handicap the handicap system. Yes. And how do, how do I do that? Well, I believe this week, Diane, that Patrick Cantlay is coming into the event at minus 10. He's number one in putting. He just blitzed the field in putting. He's number one in up and down game. Does anyone believe that Patrick Cantlay won't finish we did this in pre, but I may add one more. I'm going with 19 under. So he's going to shoot. All he has to do is shoot nine more under to be final, 19 under to win the FedEx Cup. I'm challenging you two to tell me that someone else can shoot enough to get up to 19 under. But I've got Patrick Cantlay for a reason. Mm -hmm. Emotionally, he's just gone through uh, an incredible win in the playoff. But his putting is so good and his chipping is so good. Bryson DeJambeau, not so much. I've kind of faded him out of my picture. I was strong on him. I was strong on John Rahm. But now, as I said in the opener, he has skewered the FedEx Cup. He's putting so good, driving it so good, playing just a man's game. And I just, I just don't see how he will not finish 19 under or better. So give me your argument to come get that. <laughs> <laughs> We're already into this. I love it. I mean, we're not holding back. I, one thing I will say about this, just as a layman watching these, anytime I have to do math, it hurts my brain. And I feel like this event requires me to do math. No. So it's like I want to walk out, cut class, go smoke something in the bathroom, come back and keep looking at my watch until the day's over. There's also another tournament going on within the FedEx Cup. There's an overall winner that nobody cares about. This is like the least celebrated champion who walks away with playing four great rounds of golf over the weekend. I know we know who won it last year, but if you could tell me who won it the last five years, I'd be amazed as far as who wins the actual tour championship. It's going to be a good finish. I'm not a huge fan of the staggered scoring, but it is what it is. So, um, Diane, we've just been challenged by Elk. I know. Right, which isn't unusual. He usually tries to throw the gauntlet down pretty early in our phone calls. He's already bumped up the scoring by one, so now it's 19 under. So now i got to go, like, where can I get another? Before you go, let's just recap for just a second. It, this particular show last year, Dustin Johnson also started this week at minus 10. He was the leader. He shot 11 under and finished minus 21 and took home all the hardware. Okay. He took home the $15 million. So I'm not even positioning Cantlay, which would be impossible for you two to believe it. Cantlay is playing so well. I've even positioned him two strokes less than Dustin Johnson did last year with a 10-shot lead. So I'm just sitting there at 19 under. I don't think either one of you got a shot at coming at me, but I'm, I'm ready to hear it. 
Well, the year before when Rory won, he was on 18 under. So 19, we're meeting in the middle a little bit. As you say, Justin Johnson winning last year and he started on 10 under par. So finished on 21 under. You look at the guys below him. Justin Thomas finished on 18 under par, tied with Xander Shoffley. Justin had started on minus seven. Xander had started on minus three. And when you look at the the guy that would have won the tournament if we were just looking at everyone starting on even part at the start of the week, it would have been Xander. But there's a great example of someone being a little bit further down the starting scores and being able to really jump up with exceptional play. So if we're looking at that 19 under, <laughs> it makes it all well, a little bit yeah. more attainable. Before you tell me your score, and I've ripped up all my stats, but um, I've pretty much got everyone that's three or four under start in the staggered start to get to 19 that's what is that 16 under they at three under. they got to shoot four rounds of four under to get to where i think can't lay so i'm kind of putting them they're out they're out of they're out of my thinking so there's a handful of guys that i really believe and i know you do too you think can win the the uh, the whole fedex cup Thing and the 15 mil. Right, so on the show this week, this is how we're going to do it. We're each going to give you our overall winner of the FedEx Cup. But we're also going to talk about a guy that we believe is going to make jumps up from that kind of lower tier. So we're each going to give you two names this week on our tour report for the Tour Championship. Get in the game on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app and play four ball. It's a classic stroke play competition based on the aggregate scores of four players. Who makes your team? Well, pick four guys, one from each tier based on the current World Golf Rankings. Want a tip? You need four guys to make the cut. Get in the game on the SG Tour Golf Gaming app, available on iOS in the App Store. This is the Tour Report from Secret Golf and well, we're on to the Tour Championship. Come Sunday, we are going to have a winner of the FedEx Cup and of a very sweet $15 million. Somebody is going to win $15 million for playing four rounds of golf. I mean, we have the whole season. It's an exceptionally insane amount of money, Elk. There's no doubt. Uh, perspective for me, I think I played 560 events and I won 15 million approximately for my whole career. So I wish I was at Eastlake. East Lake. But Eastlake is a, is a tremendous venue for this event, Diane. Past 70, we move now back down into the south part of the country where it's Bermuda grass, a little bit trickier around the greens. But the reason I threw out all the stats, Diane, is I'm looking at race cars now. I'm looking at guys that are driving Ferraris up front when you're talking about Bryson, Rahm, Finau, Cantlay, all these guys there. I don't care about stats. They're playing good golf. They're in the moment. We saw that yesterday with the two in the playoff. They were in the moment. I'd never seen Bryson just make a decision and pull the trigger. I actually think having that new caddy for him is better than the old one because they don't go through all the stuff. And Bryson was hitting the ball great off the tee and, and his putting has improved as far as his routine. He gets right up to it and does it. So I'm not too worried, to be honest with you, because I only think there's about five people in this tournament. Okay. Hey, as you say, talking about Eastlake, I mean, last week, Caves Valley, it was a birdie fest and, and we expected it to be that way. Eastlake is going to be a very different story. As you say, it's all Bermuda grass. 7,400 yards there or thereabouts and par 70. The fairways are going to be 
the fairways are tricky to hit. I mean, looking at last year, I think it was just over 55% of fairways hit. And when you have a stat like that, that obviously takes down the greens in regulation percentage. Those Donald Ross greens again, Elk. So it's going to be, again, picking your target on the green. Yeah, the, the guys that are striking the ball best will play well at East Lake. I mean, we've seen Rory, we've seen, you know, Dustin Johnson we saw last year, Billy Horschel. They have tremendous ball striking weeks. And I, as, as I say, there's a handful of guys in this field, Diane, that are, that are basically playing really well right now. And we're going to talk about them and it's going to be no surprise who they are. Okay. Right. So let's each start by talking about who we think are eventual overall winner is going to be and Jay we'll let you go first wow thanks put the (laughs) pressure on early so my pick is a guy Diane that for some reason you have an issue with and I'd even go back to Elk criticizing this guy at one point I don't know if criticizing might be a bit strong but really questioning whether this guy had the metal to close out tournaments. He's one of the best players going on tour. He proves it year in and year out. He actually comes in ranked second this week. So he's going to start at eight under. So I know he can get to the number that Elk spoke of earlier. And here's what I like about this guy. He finally got a victory under his belt just two weeks ago. That was a big victory for him. And Hopefully that shakes off maybe that monkey that he felt was on his back that people like you two place on him. So now he's in this upper echelon. What a great way to finally put the nail in the coffin to the criticism that he's had to withstand for a few years by winning 15 mil, putting it in the bank. And I was looking through his results. He's had a great season. That's why he is where he is. Three top tens in the majors. Uh, he's got that victory. He's got a couple playoff wins. He's, I think he's got eight total top tens this year. So it should be no surprise when the long-hitting, slender, lanky, one of my favorites now, just because you guys have some kind of issue with him, I'm going with my man Tony Finau to capture the FedEx Cup. So starting at minus eight, you believe that he'll get to 20, which is 12 under, four under, three under each day. I mean, I'm not a criticizing Finau. I think it's I think it's key to note that the next questions that Finau will be fielding will be, when is he going to win a major? And, and mm-hmm. when you're so good, you, you do get asked a lot of questions. But don't forget, Jay, he just nailed his first win and Cantlay, of course, just nailed his third this season. So... I appreciate your pick. It's Finau uh, certainly has a chance of uh, of doing what you just exactly what you spoke of. He absolutely has a chance. The weakest link in his bag is the putting, but you know what? It looks to me like he swept that aside with that six footer he made uh, to win at Liberty National or to get into a playoff later with Cam Smith, and then Cam had a bad last hole. Good for Tony Finau, though. Good for and him. he's coming off a of sixty three yesterday, so I feel Let's like that too. Good Overshadowed, of course, by the show up front or in the back. And all I was saying, Jay, is that I was just rooting for Cam Smith last week. I, don't, I didn't take it that way, and neither did Tony. He sent me a postcard that said, I'll have my answer at Eastlake. 
Elk agrees with me, you know, Team Australia. He'll be happy with my, yeah, okay. my allegiance to Cam. Anyway, right, I will go next with my pick. And Elk, I know that you and I are a little bit in the same camp with this one too, but I did say weeks ago that he was going to be my pick to win the FedEx Cup at the very start of the playoffs. He's starting on six under, so four shots behind Cantley. But John Ram is my guy. Now, we know that he is one of the world's greatest players. He is an incredible ball striker. Some of the things that we've seen John Ram do on a golf course, especially the latter part of this season, have completely blown us away. You know, obviously, he got his first major victory at the US Open, third place finish at the Open Championship. I mean, even at the Northern Trust finishing third. And really, he's been in contention. <laughs> I feel like every single time he tees it up. He had that whole mishap at Memorial in that we knew that he was going to go on and win that tournament. And then he was dealt that horrible hand of COVID. And with testing positive again, just a couple of weeks later, it was a very strange time for him. But he got some of his greatest golfing accomplishments of the year and of his career achieved in that time. So I just think it would be the icing on the cake for what's been such a strange year for John Ram to go and win the FedEx Cup. And starting only four shots back, you know, it's not like he has a huge amount of ground to make up. And I think if anyone can do it, it's going to be him. Well, you're right. I mean, I could sit here and make an argument for John Rahm myself. I love the guy. He's had COVID about six times this year, <laughs> it seems like. Um, he wants it very badly. He doesn't like the format at all. He, he expressed that last week. He's going to have to play very well. The only thing I noticed, the reason I soured off Rahm this week and didn't take him as mine with you was he's starting to hit a couple of loose pitch shots. When he gets out of position, I saw him hit a couple of very loose pitch shots at uh, Liberty National from right in front of the green, 20 feet by. I saw him again do it this week and just sort of stood there and scratched his head. And I've got to, I've got to think, Diane, that he's, you said minus six, so he's got to get to 20. That's 14. The record around this course is Shoffley at 15. Will he beat the record? Uh, it's a push. It's a push. I like where I'm at at Cantlay at the moment. Okay, well, you just gave it away. So you're thinking that we're going to have a repeat of what happened last year with DJ, that the guy that's at number one, starting on 10 under par, is going to go on and win. That's my thinking, and uh, no one's proved me thus far that you've got a big enough argument to come over the top on me yet with you two picks. So what did you see? Obviously, we talked about Cantley and the putter, um, but everything else coming together last week at the BMW Championship, what were your kind of takeaways? The interesting thing I see about Cantley, and I want you to watch him very closely when you see him again, is he when he puts his feet down to putt, he shuffles his feet. He moves his feet forward and to the left. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm betting he moves his feet. So he says, okay, that's too far left. Then he moves his feet back to the right. He shuffles them back. He said, that's too far right. And then he puts them somewhere in between and he's telling himself, okay, that's the line right there. And then he, and then he makes a real smooth sort of a long backstroke like Ben Crenshaw and is, is beautiful and, and, and he is on right now. I noticed that actually, that the left foot, he'll always move the left foot in just a fraction 
before he puts. And we talk so much about the importance of the setup and the trigger and just getting very comfortable in your own head. And he said afterwards that he is just so focused and locked in and everyone's got their own little way to do it. Yeah, I think it's little micro alignments that he's doing with his feet. Amazing. Right, Jay, you can't really argue too far against Cantley right now. He's a tough leader to try to catch. Um, I know, Elk, we weren't going to base everything on statistics and you crumbled up your sheet. I didn't do that. I, You know, I love the data and this guy backs it up. 14 green in regulation. If he does miss, he's the best scrambler on tour. And now he's finishing with the putter. So he is going to be hard to catch for sure. Nothing seems to bother this guy. Uh, his results uh, warrant his spot. You know, it's no fluke that he's sitting here at the top. But I'm not much of a front runner like you two. So I'm going to go with a guy that's kind of here below. I like being in front, Jay. Always. I, know you do. <laughs> I like chasing in one of these. It's not too bad. Okay. So we're picking our overall winners. Jay going for Tony Finau, who's starting on eight under. I'm saying John Ram starting on six under. And Elk sticking with Patrick Cantley, who is our leader at 10 under par. Right, guys. Next, what we're going to do is take someone who's further down in this starting scoring and we're going to make a case as to why we think this guy is going to make jumps up at the Tour Championship this week. So it's the big one. It's the finale of the FedEx Cup, the Tour Championship at Eastlake this week. So the three of us are here and we are giving you, well, our picks for who we think is going to win the FedEx Cup and that cool $15 million. But also, because the guys are starting on staggered scoring this week, we're going to look at someone from the bottom pack that's really going to have to go low all four days that could potentially make some jumps up. So that's coming up next. Elk, before we go any further, I have to talk about you. In 1995, finishing runner-up at the Tour Championship. I mean, we know 95 was just an incredible year for you anyway, but that would have been a nice end to the season. Yes, indeed. That was the year Annie was born. Uh, my, my daughter, of course, I second behind that was I won the PGA and I won the Varden Trophy. But this was in Tulsa at Southern Hills, and I had a putt on the last hole. Billy Mayfair, I was paired with him, and I was putting terrible, and I finished up with a putt this long, and I thought, well, I'll just step over his line and finish this to get out of his way. And I missed this putt, and it was just so, so shocking. But that night I had to go to a function, and I was at the bar waiting to – uh, you know, for my guys to come. And then the local news came on and the, and the guy said, oh, and watch this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a professional golfer that looks just like us, but this one cost him $180,000. And these two guys next to me at the bar said, oh, my God, I could do that. What an idiot. How would he do that? And I said to them, I can hear you over here, okay? That was this idiot right here. So it still stings, Diane, but, hey, you know, I well, went through my the money and just how – how fruitful it is making it to the Tour Championship and in that top 30. And just for getting in the top 30, you're going to make about $400,000. You have to feel for K.H. Lee, who was playing amazing final round on Sunday and got to 18. And his second shot on 18, he hit completely wayward off to the right pitched it, didn't make it to the green. And because of that fell out of the top 30. 
I saw that and I saw Norin, who made bogey, who is one of your picks, you uh, predicted he would jump into the top 30. But let's be let's be truthful about that. Uh, Lee was in the centre of that fairway. We saw Bryson and Cantlay just over and over and over just pepper that flag stick. So terrible shot by Lee, cost him 400, cost him a spot in the Tour Championship. Uh, you can only put it down to pressure when it comes down to uh, that that shot, and he was just not able to repeat his swing one more time. As sometimes we say to ourselves, when it just come on, let's do this one more time. But then we look at the likes of Eric Van Royen, who's played lights out over the past couple of weeks, really the best golf of his career, and has made it all the way into the top 30. Billy Horschel making it in again yesterday, Sergio Garcia, and Patrick Reed, who's missed the last couple of weeks after being in hospital with double pneumonia, held on to that number 30 spot, even after not playing, obviously, and um, is going to be at the Tour Championship again. So we've got a lot of good storylines going on this week, as always. Right, guys, we're going to make our pick someone who's a little bit further back that we think could potentially make a run at this. Jay, we'll kick off with you. Well, I'm going to start with a guy that's really been playing his best golf here late in the season. Uh, He does have a win. Uh, three weeks ago, had a little blip there in the middle and last week finished ninth. Uh, here's a stat for you, Elk. I love this guy. He's green across the board, sixth in driving accuracy. And he's also number one on tour, three feet or in on the green. And uh, we know you face a lot of those every, every uh, tournament. So I think he's going to be able to handle the pressure and he's going to score his putting average at 15, his green and regulation 24. There's something about this guy. We were kind of waiting to see if he could make that leap. He did it a few weeks ago in Memphis. Now he's coming to Atlanta within shouting distance of the top. I think this is the guy that's going to make the move. I love the Mexican national Abraham answer to make it interesting. Will he catch? be tough, but I like the fact that he's uh, playing his best golf here late in the year. Okay. I like answer a lot. He's a, he's a great player. He's established himself as one of these new guys now that have won like a Harris English. He's going to be this next wave of top players uh, waiting for Scotty Scheffler to join that group. My thinking of course is all about 19 under with Patrick Cantlay. So I'm going to talk about my pick. So my pick this week is coming from five under, so he's got to shoot 15 under par this week at, at, uh, at, in Atlanta, which would be kind of the record as what Xander Schauffele shot last year. But who in the world gets hotter and who has more angriness inside of him <laughs> than Cam Smith? Cam yeah. Smith, the Aussie. Had 18 putts in 18 holes the other week in Memphis, like a world record or something. Hit a crazy shot on the 18th hole, hit a tree, went out of bounds, cost himself a fortune. Diane told me he just bought a new house in Jacksonville. He could have paid for it with that ball that hit the tree. Uh, And then, of course, he was in the playoff with your guy at Liberty National and then sprayed it out into the water there, cost himself another fortune. Would it surprise anyone that Cam Smith got hot one more big time and gathered up enough birdies with that flat stick to get to 20 under and take over Cantlay? And that is my pick this week. I'm taking the guy that has the potential to be 
ferociously on fire. Okay, so as you say, Camsman starting at five under and Answer starting at four under. Just like our overall winners, I'm going even further back. So I'm hoping that my guys are going to overtake your guys and just play out of their minds. And my pick is, well, this is going to come as no surprise because a lot of people are going to be watching this guy. We've mentioned him so many times in the show already. Xander Shoffley is starting at two under. So... Eight shots off the pace before they even tee off. But I will give you my reasons why. This is his fifth Tour Championship. He's been under par in 14 of those 16 rounds. His his total score to date around Eastlake is minus 49. And his scoring average is just over 67. So on this par 70 course, we're talking three under every day as his average. We know that he can go go a lot lower than that. He's won at Eastlake before when it was all a very confusing winner of the Tour Championship, winner of the FedEx Cup. He loves this place. And last year, he made massive jumps up here as well. As we were talking about, he finished in a tie for second after starting on three under. So got to 18 under last year. And I think that the X-Man is another one to watch, as he is every year at the Tour Championship. Wasn't too long ago we were talking about whether Xander could get the job done. We saw him leave it in the water at 16 at Augusta. We saw him hook it in the water at... Uh, the Phoenix Open to let Brooks Kepka win. But, Diane, starting at two under, you aren't quite possibly telling me that Xander's going to shoot 18 under around Eastlake and get past that magical number of my Cantlay at 19, are you? Looking at the scoring average of the field around this course, if there was anyone from that bottom pack that was going to do it, it would be Xander. So I am putting my faith in him. (laughs) I'm sure, of course, he wishes that he was starting a little bit higher because he knows the advantage that he's got around this course. And if he was maybe just a couple of shots higher, and I'm sure he's, I mean, he's still going to be thinking in his head that it's attainable. Um, I don't think he's too far back. As I said, I think if anyone can come from that far back, it is Xander. You Diane. are the most optimistic fan of all time, Jay. Yeah. Not, well, I mean, <laughs> you said you think he wishes he was close. Of course he does. Wishes are free. You can have as many of those as you want. The fact of the matter is he's at two under. There's no way he's got this in him. He's got to be worn out. Nobody's played more golf in the last month than this guy, gold medal winner. And now he's in Atlanta and he's going to have to not just stay consistent, but he's going to have to take advantage of holes that traditionally aren't going to give you a scoring opportunity if he wants to catch somebody. So he's really going to have to play out of his mind to get up there. That is a long, long distance to go to try to get up to the top. I like it. Eternal optimist. Right. And, you know, we there are a lot of names that we haven't mentioned. Um, Rory McIlroy, Bryson DeChambeau, Elk. I mean, after Bryson's performance at the BMW, the thing that really stands out for me is there's been so much noise around Bryson off the course. You know, all this stuff with Brooks, the comments he made about the vaccination, COVID, the Olympics. And he's still playing the way that he played at the BMW Championship. So... I mean, it's kind of wrong of us not to include him in there somewhere. 
Well, we've admitted him from, oh, at least I've admitted him from my lineup this week, thinking wise, Diane. Yes, but Bryson's always been a, a, a tremendous champion golfer. He was an NCA champion. He won the US Amateur. He won the US Open. He's a, now he's sort of a, he added a bunch of length, but he's always been a champion player. The reason I don't have him up this week in my thinking, Diane, is he's chipping very poorly right now. He, he avoided it as much as he could. You noted that already in the show. But he's going to miss four or five greens a day around East Lake, And this two to three inch Bermuda rough is going to be very nasty. And if you're not chipping well, you're going to miss five greens a day. That's 20 greens over four days. How many times do you think Bryson can get up and down out of 20? And do you think he can get to 20 under to beat Cantlay, I'm saying until he gets this thing organized with his chipping, because he's always, the, the, the book on Bryson on our tour is you can't beat him if he's hitting all the greens, if he's hitting it like he was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But if he starts missing greens, then everything falls apart because he's playing with a sand wedge the length of a six iron. I went and got my six iron yesterday just to see what it felt like. That'd be a, Take your six iron and imagine having 60 degrees on your six iron and try to organize that around the green it's uh, it's very difficult to see see how that's going to work for me okay. well we have a lot of names and the likes of Rory maybe a, a little bit too late in that even after that great fourth place finish at the BMW he's starting on two under so could be a little bit far back for him but as always we're going to have a lot of strong storylines at the Tour Championship to end the season right guys thank you very much and we're wrapping up what's been another incredible season on the PGA Tour with some phenomenal winners and we'll see who gets it done and takes home the 15 million Sports Social Podcast Network Hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino coincidence I think not everybody's loving having fun with it Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary BGW. void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus.